Geeks of Leader Fables, a podcast where two lifelong friends and totally obsessed business nerds discuss all things leadership. I'm your host, Casey Clark, and I'm joined by my really good friend, Jacob Evans, who you might not know may be the world's foremost collector and teller of dad jokes. He is a real connoisseur of the dad joke. So, Jacob, how are you doing? Uh, uh, you know, it's funny. Had I known you were going to say that, I would have had the best dad joke picked out. But now now my mind went blank. It's over, Casey. <laughs> too much pressure. It's way too uh, much to come pressure. Up with the dad joke. It's way too much I would, pressure. I would think that a connoisseur would have one on demand. But what, what do I know? I know. Well, I have a library and it's... You know, I get we we talk. We, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but the whole my goal in life is to get everything out of my brain and on paper or in the computer, so that when I'm here with you, Casey, or with you know someone else, I mean, a really good friend, I can be 100 percent present. I don't have jokes flying around my brain. Oh, that's smart. That's yeah. smart. Well, I have a dad joke for you. Are you ready? Fantastic, and I will tell you how good it is. I'll give you. Oh, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I like we'll, this. we'll put it on a star star rating system. How about that? Okay, here we go. Here's the dad joke. What did the fish say when he ran into the wall? Kabluck. <laughs> nope. He said, damn. Get it? A damn? Ah, a damn. Ha, ha, ha. That was good. I would give that three stars. Three stars. Oh, three, three stars. out of what? Is three it out of five. five. Is it a- three out of five. That's one Ooh. thumbs up. Okay, I'll take it. I'll All take right. it since I'm not the dad joke guy. We'll see what yours are later. Uh, I'm excited for today. We're going to do something a little different. We're you're still diving into this world of, of being a middle manager. And today we're going to talk about after action reviews. And we're going to do this a little different than we've done our other episodes in that we are actually going to do an after action review during the podcast. Jacob, I don't know if this has ever been done before. Like it's it's just several layers of awesomeness happening here. This this is really great. This is of course the meta episode. We're going to be very meta. We're going to be talking about ourselves, which is a little I think it's going to be fun. A little interesting, but it's going to be fun. If you're yes. not familiar with acting active, oh, I'm sorry. After action review, man, that is a mouthful. If you're not familiar with after action review, it's a lot of A's in there. Um this is often referred to as a retrospective. So in Agile or Scrum parlance, we're, we're going to be performing, Casey and I hear a retrospective. And I'm super excited. Yeah, and it's all just fancy for saying, reflecting on uh, what happened. And to do this, we're going to reflect on the first uh, seven episodes of Leader Fables. And this project that Jacob and I have started together, we're going to talk about what went well we're going to talk about what could have gone better and what we learned from it and moving forward. And you can take this format into a really great after action review or retrospective, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's going to be really fun. But before we do that, let's go to a fable. Ugh, I can't believe I agreed to cat sit this weekend. I'm so tired. What was I thinking? Ugh. The world's very first middle manager does not have time to watch other people's disgusting animals. You can't let other people take advantage of you this way, Anne. You need to learn how to say no. I mean, you are her boss, after all. She shouldn't ask you to do this type of thing. It is not professional. You are royalty, after all. Oh, they are pretty cute, though. Look at this one. What is your name, little one? Little Anne. Oh, how sweet. I forgot she named one of her cats after me. That is so sweet and a little disturbing, but mostly sweet. It might not be the worst thing to have a quick snuggle. Come to Auntie Anne. Well, this is great. I'm actually feeling a bit calmer. Yes, this is nice. What's this? It looks like a video message from Tara. She probably thinks I don't know how to take care of a cat. Come on, Tara. I am the world's first middle manager. I think I can take care of a cat. Hello, Anne. If you're watching this video, it means I'm no longer with you. Oh, no. What happened? Or it means that you have agreed to watch my cats for the weekend. Oh, thank goodness. Why would she put those two things in the same message? 
So, you either have spent several weeks in grief counseling trying to deal with the loss, or, you know, you're looking forward to a long weekend of cat-sitting. And when I say cat-sitting, please understand that you should never, ever, you know, actually sit on a cat. It's another way to say taking care of the cats, you see? Wow. Thanks for the tip, Tara. Either way, you need to pull yourself together and prepare for the responsibility ahead. It's all about the cats, Anne. The cats, Anne. Don't forget about the cats. Let me start by saying that the time we have spent together has been the most meaningful of my life. And I can't begin to thank you for everything you have taught me. Anyway, regardless of how long I am gone, the instructions for taking care of my babies is the same. Ugh. I hate when people refer to animals as children. Not the same thing, Tara. Uh, um, it is the same thing, Anne. And if you don't follow the instructions to the letter, then my spirit will haunt you for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh my, that seems harsh. And how did you know I would say that? Or I will give you a stern talking to on Monday. Yeah. Depending on, you know, if I die or, you know, leave for the weekend. Either way, please note that I will know if you don't follow each step. Don't ask me how I will know, but I will know. Seriously, you you don't want to know how I'll know. Anyway, have fun and see you on Monday or on the other side of eternity, whichever is sooner. Bye! Wow. That lady is the reason they invented decaf. Let's take a look at these instructions. Huh. Only three steps. That isn't so bad. Step one. Make sure and give each cat lots of affection. Well, that's not so hard. Use a soft voice and talk to them about your day and what went on this week. Okay, that's a little weird. I don't really love the idea of talking to a cat, but what the heck? <laughs> hey, little man. How are you? My name is Big Anne, and I love you. Yes, I do. I want to smoochy moochy you all over. Who's a pretty girl? You're a pretty girl. <gasps> okay, I sound ridiculous. Well, let's see. Tell them about your day and what went well this week. Well, um, my day was... Crazy, and I work with lots of people that are, well, crazy, and what I'm working on is, well, crazy. Don't look at me like that, little Anne. I don't need your judgment. Tell them about what went well this week. What went well? Hmm, let's see. Well, one thing that went well was we received the first payment from the King of Bankruptia. Wasn't a full payment, and it was several months late, but hey, something is better than nothing, right? <sighs> yeah, that's what I thought too. Oh, and another win this week was that we finally got the new feedback system up and running. Citizens will now be able to submit questions and feedback starting this week to a shared scroll. From there, we will be able to listen and respond. <sighs> I can hardly wait for Monday to see what comes in. What was that? Did you just growl at me? Oh, this is ridiculous. I'm now sitting here processing my week with a cat. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Where are those instructions? Step two. Make sure and clean the little box daily. Gross. Seems like I should have someone do this for me, right? Oh, well, who am I kidding? This is my life now. The high and powerful middle manager whose biggest contribution to the team is cleaning up. Well, you know, at least it's the cat's crap this time and not my team's. <laughs> what do you think about that, little Anne? Do you know that Big Anne spends her week cleaning up the crap her team does? Do you? I wish they did theirs in a nice little box like you do. Yeah, that would be nice. You want me to talk to your cat, Tara? No problem, but I am going to choose the topic. How about I talk about all the doo-doo my team created this week? Like when the king told me to build a giant slingshot to space. 
I told him that we didn't have the money to do it, but did he listen? Oh no, he made a giant doo-doo right in the middle of the floor, and guess who had to clean up that mess? You guessed it, it's me. Come on, Anne, you have to stop. It's Friday night, and you are sharing your wins and misses for the week with an animal. Sorry, a very cute cat. Okay, only one more instruction here. Step three... Please feed the cats a mixture of wet and dry food each night at exactly 7pm. The cats will only eat if you sing to them. It helps with their digestion. Seriously, I have to sing to them. (laughs) This is crazy. Friday night, singing about your week to a group of cats. Yeah, sounds about right. What do you think, little Anne? What should I sing about? You've already heard about the wins and misses of the week. How about... What I have learned. Feed little kitty, take your time, don't race. Or your daddy's going to order a giant slingshot to space. Make sure and listen, don't try and fake. Or the citizens might burn you at the stake. All right, that's enough of that. Make sure you feed them at exactly 7pm. What time is it? 7.30? Yikes, I better hurry. Don't want my terror to haunt me for the rest of eternity. <laughs> um, what was that? Tara? Never mind. Let's get you fed. Well, welcome back. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to call out my favorite line every time on a fable. And this one is, uh, you're the reason they invented decap. So, Jacob, I think you're the reason they invented decaf. (laughs) I'm going to take that. I don't really know how to take that, but I am going to take it as a compliment. Yeah, absolutely. I like decaf. Decaf is good after, like, 2 o'clock. I I don't get the point. I don't think coffee tastes that great. I like the up from the coffee. You actually like the taste. Indeed, I do. Nice. Okay, well, let's jump into this. Uh, We digress. Um, so when we're, when you're doing an after action review, I think there's a, a couple of different components to it or a retrospective. The first is to look at what didn't go so well. And I think this is probably the easiest part. We're going to talk about what did go well in a second. And I think sometimes we have to rack our brains a little for that one. So Jacob, thinking of episodes one through seven, the process of launching this podcast and leader fables, what are some opportunities you see us having, uh, to this point? opportunities. I think the biggest opportunity for me, and this might sound silly, is to reduce the number of ums and buts and coconuts. <laughs> That's a dad joke. It seems like a good setup. For I, no, I'm joke. being serious. Like I say, um, a lot and I'm working on not saying um, ums and ahs and you know, yes. Yeah, we, we uh, have been trying to hold each other a little accountable on this. Uh, I think you like did a sticky note, right? That said, like, don't say um or ah. Did that work? Nah, I don't know. Not <laughs> not very well. Your answer was supposed to be um, no. Um, no. Yeah, it is funny, you know, and I, I talk to my team a lot about this. When you host, you do public speaking, you run team meetings, it's a really good idea to go back and review the tape. You know, they do this in sports uh, all the time. I think that we forget this sometimes in leadership, that it's good to go back and listen to yourself. And the first thing you'll notice is how many ums and ahs and he's and ha's, you know, that that go through it. So I I think that's a good one. Okay, I'm going to give one that goes along with that. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I found listening back, I interrupt you a lot. And that's something that I'm pledging to do better at, Jacob. Like, I get so excited about a topic that I can't wait for you to finish your sentence. Well, I love your excitement. So don't don't change that. Uh, well, <laughs> we're not to the good yet. That that will I'll save that for later. Yes. Exactly. I just want to highlight what you what you just said. And this might go this might be a feedback thing, too. I, we tend to sometimes repeat each other. But I have a story. I, I recently completed an advanced speaking course. And one of the opportunities I had during the course was to work on my verbal tics and my filler words. And I had to rewatch. It was painful. I had to rewatch three Ted tile, Ted style type talks that I, that I delivered. And uh, yeah, it was really hard to watch myself, but it's, it was really rewarding because I caught these things and now my ears are getting a little more trained to catching 
verbal tics and being and and I think the point of reducing verbal tics, at least for me, is so that my speech is more clear, that people more clearly understand it. And you know, we're on a podcast, and we'd like to be clearly understood. I think that's the key in leadership. Is you know, that's a pretty refined thing that you're doing when you're reducing verbal tics. But how clear was my message? You'll even find times where you said something wrong and you didn't catch it in your own head and you went you went off with it. It's really good practice to go back and just review uh, what you've done. So uh, start a podcast. That's a good way. No, or just like review, you record a virtual meeting or if you're speaking at, you know, a larger event where it's recorded, it's always great to get those tapes and uh, be able to even like uh, pocket recorders and stuff are pretty common now, right? You can grab one pretty cheap and you know, don't do this to record other people. That's creepy, but to record yourself and the message you're giving and even to practice a message before you give it, I think is something that many leaders overlook because they're so busy, but often your biggest impact as a leader is motivating your team, selling a message, right? Getting, moving something on. So how you communicate is really important. So, okay. What about other areas of opportunity or for doing the good, the bad, the ugly, this is the bad uh, things that we could have done better. I think we learned a little too late that working off an outline is a blessing. I think we, uh, <laughs> I think we wanted to not sound canned. And uh, the, the thinking was, well, if we don't make a really great outline with all the points we want to cover, we're not going to sound canned. We're going to sound super brilliant and extemporaneous, and it's going to be wonderful. Or even impromptu, like we can give impromptu little thoughts on things. And I one of the things I learned is that creating a somewhat robust outline really does help focus the conversation. It helps us kind of keep on topic, and it ensures that the things we want to talk about get talked about. Yeah, absolutely. A another one for me was just our production schedule, uh, figuring that part out. In fact, we were trying to do weekly. We missed a week due to some technology and just some life stuff happening, um, you know, in, in my life personally, actually. But, you know, I don't think this is fatal, but it is good to call out like maybe we're a bit optimistic in some areas of how quickly we could do this and didn't leave enough margin, which is funny because I think we've talked about that in every episode so far. Yes, we needed to take our own advice and bake in some margin. Yes. Yes. So there will be weeks where there's not a leader fables podcast. We're going to say that right now. Wait, that's, we should, we should that save that for our uh, start, stop, continue here uh, in a minute. Um, I have one more that I want to share, but what, what about you, Jacob? Do you have others? No, I think we covered the big, the big things that we need to think about. And I, I just want to highlight like going through the bad stuff is really important. And, and if, if, this is something that we're doing with our teams, like giving people the freedom to like just let it rip, I think is really important. And I I don't know about you, Casey, but I tend to take things sometimes a little personally, especially if it's a project that I'm very excited about and I've done a lot of work on. The last thing I sometimes want to hear is the bad. I don't want to hear people complaining about something that we've, we've done, but uh, I think it's really important and it's made my projects and the big things I'm trying to get done so much better because I've I've taken time to like learn from the past. So I just want to highlight why talking about the bad things, about the things that could have gone better is so important. Yeah, it's terrific. I, I always try to say I would rather catch them myself than have someone else catch them and point them out. Not that it's bad when I get feedback from others, but the best feedback I get is from myself because it's most actionable. So I love that. I'm going to, here's my last one. And I think it connects with being a manager. It connects with, uh, just believing that you're, you can do what you're setting out to do. And that was, I felt this anxiety about putting my thoughts and opinions on leadership out into the world, um, for all to hear, for it to be recorded for eternity. Uh, maybe I'm over killing the influence of our podcast, but it, it is something when you start like putting stuff down on paper, you're like, Oh, did I, did I offend that? Would that offend that person? Oh, well, that person know they're the person in the story, right? Like, and it took me a minute to get over that, um, especially in the beginning, but now really enjoying it when we get to the good part. Yeah, it's been, I, and I'll, I'll say this, this is part of the good. The feedback that I've received regarding the podcast 
has been overwhelmingly positive, which has been really encouraging because like you, Casey, I was like, oh, well, I've never like been so raw on the internet before. I've never shared or distilled my thoughts in, in this way. And uh, hearing people and their feedback, everyone's been super gracious. And that's been, at least to me, really encouraging. We've already transitioned then to our next part, which is the good. Like what went well? And I'm just going to capture that and expand upon it. Uh, writing the fables for me and do it. We've been doing daily social media posts that, you know, to get the word out about the podcast. And, and you guys wouldn't know this, but Jacob and I are both kind of social media hermits. Neither of us have really embraced that. And so stepping out was a little uh, scary, but I will say I've really enjoyed the creativity in doing this in both the podcast and those social media posts. It's like a little shot of creativity that sometimes when I'm on my 15th spreadsheet of the day, I need a creative boost. So not that spreadsheets are creative. I think they are, but uh, it's been really fun for me. So I think that's been a win for me. What about you? Yeah. Building, you know, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm trying not to bury the lead here, Casey. So bear with me. But this process has taught me two things or reminded me of two things. One is launching products, launching a project that the world is going to see is really, really hard. I I forgot. It's been a while since I've launched a new product. It's been a few years. So launching this was a big reminder to me of how hard it is to get something that has a good sort of form and finish and that I'm proud of out the door. But the the second point is it's super rewarding. So I, I put both of those kind of in the good column. It's good and it's rewarding probably because it's hard. And that has been a really wonderful and rewarding experience for me. It's been hard. Don't get me don't get me wrong. Finding Casey's finding really appropriate sound effects to <laughs> augment Casey's wonderful fables has been a real challenge. But the end yeah. product has been good, and getting it out the door and sharing it with the world has been really rewarding. Yeah, totally agree. And I think just releasing something is always a win. And we don't value that enough, and it's never perfect. I think we've both gone through some growth in our perfectionist natures through this process where we've had to be okay with it not being perfect the fact that something exists because you sat at a desk and created it is remarkable. And I think that's a huge win that it actually got launched and it is out there in the world for the tens of people that want to hear it. That's right. That's right. And I'm super proud of that. It's it's something to be proud of. And you know, I, I think I've told you this before Casey, but even if we had one listener for me, it was worth it because I, this gave me the opportunity to distill kind of my thoughts on leadership and how to build great teams. And in some respects, it was a little therapeutic. It was really, um, it's been really nice to talk to someone else about these topics that I'm really passionate about. And I believe that if we had leaders that care deeply about their teams and have the tools to care more deeply about their teams, we would have much better companies and we'd have much better products. And for that reason, you know, I am really proud of, of, what we've talked about, what we will talk about. And uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at. That's awesome. Well, I have one more. Do you have any more you want to share? I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Okay. I'll, sh- I'll share my last one and then uh, might prompt you. And this is going to sound very suck up ish, but I have always resisted the urge to partner with friends on projects, business, even like uh, I, I won't use family, right? Like, I, like it, in service type things. Like I've always been more worried about relationships than business. And I always have been leery of, of, uh, you know, blurring those lines. And I will say that getting to do this project with a friend like you has been really fun. And I think has even taken our friendship to the next level. So it's making me rethink that old adage that the only ship that won't sell is a partnership, you know, that old joke. Uh, that there is value in partnership and it shouldn't be a surprising thing because we're team builders, right? That's what we do. And this is a different type of team than how I've classified team in my head in the head. It's always been like, there's a manager, then there's individual contributors, 
But there's also this cool teamwork dynamic in a partnership that is new and surprising to me that I would put in the good category. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just to riff on that a little bit more, I think one of the things that has really helped you and I, Casey, is we know this stuff. We know how to talk about gaining alignment. And we've talked about that on the podcast. We know what we need to do to achieve alignment in teams. And that's really important. That's why teams, if teams are are, are unaligned, they're dysfunctional, and they may not achieve the things that uh, they've been tasked with, the things that they'd like to achieve. And I think because you and I are so passionate about team building and helping leaders succeed at team building, we've been able to take those same skills and those same tools and apply it to this partnership. And it's, it's, it's been great. Like, Hey, it actually works. Like I'm leery of partnerships too. And, uh, it, it's, it's worked out great because I think, and here's the point, Casey and I, for whatever reason, know how to achieve alignment. And we did. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, don't send me emails to form partnerships with me because I'm still leery of partnerships. I've known Jacob since I think I was 12. So, you know, there's some time that we've had. The lifelong friends part at the beginning of the podcast may tell you my my requirements for a partnership there. <laughs> so. I, have, I have one more good thing I'd like to okay, just point out. I've had a number of listeners mention to me how good the audio quality on our podcast is. And I am just going to put that in the win column. I'm very proud yes. that we have great audio quality. Uh, they'll often follow up that comment by saying, oh, yeah, there's some podcasts out there that just sounds like they're recording on Zoom, and it sounds really terrible. And I am just very glad that we we went, we went we spent a little bit more, we've put a little more effort in to ensuring that we sound good. Yeah. You mad props to you on that because I was the guy's like, let's just record on our Zoom. That'll be terrific. And you're like, no, absolutely not. And I'll say that I'll kind of say the same thing about the uh the fables. I think we multiple times, I think, have cut the fables in our heads of like, oh, it's but just that bringing storytelling and creativity to what we do, I think is is really fun. So, Jacob, why in people doing after action reviews, why is it important to capture what went well? Don't we already just know? Well, no, we don't. And we're very forgetful. I, I tend to, I don't know if you're like this, Casey, I tend to think more about the bad. And especially if you've got a project that didn't quite go as well as you had liked. Typically, all I can see is what went wrong. And I like doing ac after action reviews or retrospectives with the team because they are so gracious and they will remind me of all the great things that actually happened, despite all the setbacks and difficulties and frustrations that in that moment I'm feeling. So I think that's one good reason to do action after uh, action after action reviews. <laughs> you should do retrospectives because right? the after action review part is not coming. Uh, I totally agree with that. And I'll add on it that one thing for me is I look back when I'm having a rough day, I'll go back to my log of retrospectives and look at what's went well. And we'll talk about rhythms here, how often to do it. But I frequently go back and review my quarterly review where I, I do the same process just as a motivator because day in, day out, there's going to be days that aren't great. But as a whole, I can see the progress and the movement and it connects me back to why you do the things you do. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, and this kind of goes, we'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but one of the things I do every week is I open up my task manager and I look at all the completed tasks that I'd done. And there have been times where I'm like, I didn't get anything done last week. It was the worst week ever. I wasn't feeling good. And then I opened up my task manager and I looked at all the completed tasks. I was like, okay, Jacob, you actually did some things. <laughs> and some of them were pretty important, so it's not all bad. You didn't get everything done that you might have wanted to, or there were other sort of circumstances at play that have affected your motivation or your feelings about how the week went. But when I do that, when I look at look at look back, I go, "Oh no, things were actually pretty good. It wasn't that bad. I got some stuff done, and that makes me feel good. It gives me a little like I don't know if it's a hit of dopamine or whatever, but it compels me or motivates me to keep going."
Well, let's take a quick break and talk about our sponsor, Audible. Now, Audible has thousands of audiobooks, podcasts, and all sorts of original content. One of my favorite things, thinking back on this season of Leader Fables, is that each episode we've picked a book that connects to the topic. So if you want to go deeper than just listening to Jacob and I ramble on and on, you can go hear what an actual learned person thinks about it. <laughs> and, and you can see where what's shaped our perspectives on this as much as experience, knowledge, reading is such a part of leadership. So Jacob, do you have a book for us today? I do. One of the learned people, as you like to say, Casey, that has had a big influence on my productivity is David Allen. And I mentioned him in a few episodes. I always, when I sit down and I, I read that, reread his book, Getting Things Done, which is the book I'm recommending, about every two years. And every time I reread it, I learn or glean something new out of the system that helps me in the season that I'm in. And this book, like I said, has had a very profound impact on my productivity. And one of the things kind of related to the episode and what we're talking about is he advocates this weekly review and he details out how to perform a weekly review. And one of the components is seeing how things went, doing a little mini retrospective with yourself about the past week and then planning for the future. And ensuring that you've kind of captured all of the open loops, all the things going on in your life. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you're struggling to kind of keep your head above water, I recommend reading Getting Things Done. It's an excellent book that's going to help you kind of tame the chaos in your life. It's a great system for that. There's some things that we talk about that aren't covered in his book that are a little more um, strategic. He doesn't cover a lot of strategic sort of priority setting kind of stuff. And his philosophy is that if we don't kind of clean up the runway, clean up what's happening day in and day out in our lives, it's very hard for us to focus on the strategy and to pick good priorities. So if you're if you're having a hard time kind of wrangling everything <laughs> in your orbit, I recommend reading Getting Things Done. And if you've read it before, I invite you to read it again. It's a really great book. And as you know, you're going to get some new stuff out of it. That's awesome. I actually went to add it uh, to my queue when you were talking and and it said, you have already purchased this book. So uh, I think that's actually another really great thing about Audible is it prevents you from buying the same book twice. I've, I've actually done that before. I, I um, have to say this. I'm sorry to interrupt, Casey. Yeah, go ahead. Casey has gifted me the same book a few times. <laughs> I, have. I just get so excited. But the cool thing with Audible is that it will tell you, and then you, there's also this feature with uh, your Kindle, if you use an Amazon Kindle, where it's called WhisperSync, where you can listen and read it at the same time, and it advances the audio or the the actual digital copy that you have. So uh, you got to be on Audible. If you're not on Audible, you're missing out. So, but And we have a great offer to get you started. Listeners of the Leader Fable podcast get a 30-day free trial. In a previous episode, I said 20 days. I don't know why. 30-day free trial if you go to leaderfables.com backslash audible and check it out. Let us know what you think. And now back to the show. Okay, Jacob. So let's recap. We've talked about uh, an after-action review components. We're doing it on our own podcasting effort here and we started with, okay, what didn't go well? What were the things that could be better? Then we talked about capturing uh, and celebrating the wins so that you have them. From there, what's the next step? Capturing, celebrating the wins after that. So what's next? You got to review your, I mean, we talked about this. It was a head nod, right? Like you should review this stuff regularly. Right. Like be yeah. before you do your next retrospective, before you do your next after action review, Review the last one. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because if not, you're like reinventing over and over again. And I, I like to do it in in a connection with um, a very, I think everyone's done one of these, a start, stop, continue, or what's next? Where are we going? In that, okay, it's great that I pulled out what my opportunities were. It's great that I celebrated the wins. But what? so what? Like, what am I going to do with that information and that's where if I think, like, okay, what am I going to change about what I do? What am I going to better at what I do? Or what do I frankly need to stop doing um, based on this review that I had? I think one of the important things, and this is why I mentioned pulling out the old retrospectives if you have them, is it's they're really helpful to identify patterns. Like if there's something that keeps coming up in your bad column and your bad list, 
maybe that's something you should you should do something about to Casey's point like we when you look at kind of the forest and you try to identify patterns in these after action reviews we prepared you can then create i believe much much better sort of action plans to address those sort of recurring themes that you see in uh, or that we see in our in our after action reviews yeah that's that's terrific and if something's happening all the time, it's it's probably an issue, right? If it's on your stop or it's something to capitalize on uh, for a win. Uh, okay, so let's go to our podcasting efforts here. What is a start, stop, or a continue that you've picked out of these wins and misses that we've documented? Well, I just have questions, Casey. Just questions oh, for you. I like questions. Do you want to continue producing Leader Fables? Should we stop it? No. All right. That's great. I'm glad we're in alignment. See, this is an alignment. Like I said, this is an alignment setting activity. What were you going to do if I said stop? I would have just stopped the recording. This would have been it. This would have been the episode. This would have never aired. Uh, Oh, no, it would have aired. It just would have ended right there. (laughs) Wow. That was an abrupt ending to this podcast. What happened to Anne? We'll never know. No, I think, I mean, I, I am being a little silly, but sometimes the best thing to do is to kill a project. <laughs> like mm. if it's not going well, sometimes you just got to kill the thing. And I've had a few of those in my career where we tried, we tried again, we tried a third time. It was like, okay, we just needed, we've done the retrospectives. We've talked about what we can do better. There's no saving this thing. Let's just kill it. Move on. Yeah. And sometimes that's a kind thing to do as well, right? That uh, quit torturing everyone with this thing that's not working. Like, I, I think if three people had listened to the podcast by this point, we, we might want to have a conversation that we should stop pouring all this time in. Now, we've had lots of people listen. Really great feedback. We appreciate it. So I'll give you a quick example. In uh, a past career, we had this part of our system that was really a fundamental part of the system, and it was very hard to change. And we're like, okay, let's rewrite it. Let's make it better. It was the project that just never ended. It it just went on and on. And it kind of got embarrassing. Like people would say to me, like in a meeting, how's it going, Jacob? How's that great new thing that's going to make the world a better place for us? How's that going? And I would go, uh, well, uh, well, we've made some good progress. I eventually just had to kill it. It was bad. <laughs> like, it's bad. It's- I just had to kill it. All right, I have a stop too. My stop is freaking out about every little thing that I say uh, in, in the podcast because it's like, first, I don't think people really care that much. Like, you know, you amplify your own work. You know, a lot of times it's it's really more of an issue for you than it is for other people. And I think the other part is like, deal with it if it becomes a problem. Don't create a problem around it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that absolutely does. I think we are our own worst critics. So I was telling a friend of mine, I was complaining about my ums and butts and coconuts. And he's like, no, that sounded fine. Sounds like you. Sounded very conversational. I liked it. So there you go. Jacob, let me be the other person that says your coconuts need to work. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I'm just going to go buy some new ones. (laughs) A Brazilian coconut implants. Uh Exactly. It's going to be great. All right. This is getting off the rail. Uh, I have a, I have a continue, which continue to me means like, I'm going to get better at it. I'm going to keep doing it and get better at it. And that is like the rhythms of how we plan and record. Like we're so much better today than we were on the first episode, but I'd love for us to keep working on the rhythms and figure out a, a thing where this never feels like a bunch of extra work, but it's, it remains exciting opportunity to get to talk and, this all started out of Jacob and I just sitting at a coffee shop and talking about leadership. And, and I feel like it's felt like that every time. I don't ever want to lose that. So I want to continue refining all of the stuff that goes around it. So it, that never takes over the fun of actually talking. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, and we've talked about this, Casey, like I am a pioneer. I am not a great maintainer. I can maintain, but I, I'm not great at homesteading. I'm not, real great at just taking care of the house and being happy about that. So I think one of the things that you and I are going to kind of push each other on is taking time to maintain, but also thinking about how, how we can build on uh, what we've done. So that might be a start and continue thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can put, you put a bit of both uh, a Venn diagram. There. That's right. That there's, right. There's some overlap. Yeah. Um, what about other, any other start, stop continues that pop to your head? I think we need to stop. 
recording, the way we do our recordings is a little disjointed and we've gotten so much better at it. So we used to stop, we, we used to record the fable and then our bits and then other bits. And what that ended up uh, translating to is we would re-edit the episode like a single episode <laughs> three or four, sometimes five times. So I think one of the things we stop is that practice and adopt a practice where uh, we can edit all at once. I like that. It, we we can edit is very generous because Jacob does uh, all the editing and I am often the person that makes him re-edit things because of I, I'm behind on a timeline or uh, I think we, how many times did we redo the first episode? Was it three times? Uh, I think it was almost three. It? Yeah, it was almost three. And now people are like, that was after three tries. It was, that's the only level you got to. But I, I totally agree with that. We need to make sure this is functional. And I think to what we've been saying, we need to build a team around this. Like that's a start. Like it's not just the two of us, but we have other people that we're paying and blessing, you know, as part of uh, what we're doing. And it, it again, it doesn't become that burden that takes away from the joy. And I think that's so connects to people's jobs where the burden of the administration, the meetings, all of that takes away from the actual core fun part of doing your job that you shouldn't accept that fact. You should try to change it and try to systematize. And, you know, is there someone you can hire if, if you have that ability or even delegate or redistribute work like to make it so you're getting to do the stuff that reminds you why you're doing what you're doing. That's right. That's a really good read really freedom good. to focus. That is a big part of that book yes. by Michael Hyatt. It'll, if you like me, you're struggling with delegation and there's some tasks that you don't like very much. There's some really great tools and strategies in that book uh, to help us deal with that and to make better sort of decisions uh, when it comes to delegating and getting stuff off our plates and, and all that. Yeah. I have one more. And then I'll, if you have another one, let me know. But uh, one thing that I've added to this start, stop, continue that isn't in like the formula, but has been really important to me is who can I encourage based on this work? Uh, who can I send a card to? Who can I send a gift card to? Who can I send a book to that I've already sent the same book three times? Maybe you should read the book, Jacob. Maybe like, you know, that's if eternity is trying to tell you that you need to read this book. Well, um, Casey is. But, I, I don't know yes. about eternity, but okay. <laughs> yes, at least Casey wants you to read this book. But I, that's one of my favorite things. And again, connects me back to the fun part. Like uh, in this, I sent Jacob a fun like thing with the Leader Fable logo. Oh, I see it. Yeah, we're on Zoom together and it just goes on your shelf. Like I've always found that's a really cool thing for me when I do an after action review. Who on my team can I surprise? Who can I send them something fun? Who can I uh, encourage? Because I know this was a really hard process for them. And and how do we celebrate? That's That's gone really well for me. Yeah, absolutely. This is something that I could probably do a better job of because, again, I tend to like dwell on the negative, which is really bad. And when you're dwelling on the negative, it's really hard to identify not only the positive, but also the positive people that helped get an initiative or a big project or a product off the ground. Okay, so let's let's transition here unless you have any others you want to add Let's wrap this up for people. And it's like, okay, great. I heard Casey and Jacob talk about what's going well, what they need to work on, what they learned and, and are going to put into place. But how do you work this into your rhythms as a manager? Like, let's start like really simple. How often should you do this, Jacob? I might be crazy, but I think you should do it once a week, at least for yourself. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, you should have multiple rhythms of this. Like, uh, and we're going to, not to like tell you about the future. We're going to actually break this down in more detail in season two of leader fables, uh, where we'll get into like the daily, weekly, quarterly, annual, uh, routine, which is, I, I tell you has worked really well for me, but the best one is the weekly one because it's just enough amount of time to have, but not so much that you have to look forever. The other part is like on key projects. I think like that, Sometimes you can get out of the time rhythm and it's just about this project like we've done today. So how do you capture your learnings? Like, are you writing this down? Are you 
doing you're our gadget guy like are you do do you have an app for this like how are you capturing this stuff how do you remember it i don't it just goes into my note system so i i have a note for every week and i capture it in the note and i normally have a reference to last week's note in in this week's note so i can just keep going back uh to previous weeks and uh that's that's all i do it's just my so if you're on you know evernote or Apple notes or, you know, whatever note taker you're using, if you're using a digital note taker, just do your retrospective in there. That's, that's my encouragement. You've got it. You've got your notes in there, just in, integrated into your, into your note system. If you, you can do it on a notebook, it can go really low tech too. The, I think the point is the exercise, I think in this case is sometimes more important than what you write down than the artifact itself. Just going through the thought process of what went well, what could have gone better? What did I get done? What should I stop, start, continue? is that that's the point. And however you capture those thoughts, uh, I, I think is kind of incidental. It really doesn't matter that much. Oh, that's such a good thought. I hadn't thought of it that way of, um, it's actually more about the journey of doing it than it is about the destination of having done it. Um, could you, do you think people could do this without writing it down? Do you think they could just like go on a walk and think through this stuff or is it important to write it down? Yeah, I couldn't. And I'll tell you why my, when I start thinking this way, my brain goes down rabbit trails. And if, if I've had a particularly tough week, I tend to just kind of focus on like the bad and all of the things that could have gone better. So I think by sitting down and writing it and having the prompts in your note or on your notebook, it, it helps kind of guide or direct your brain so that you, yeah. So, so, so that, you can get through the exercise. Yeah, I love that. And I think there's something about having to put something down on paper versus just thinking it in your head. I think this is the magic of a project plan, right? Like I have this great idea. Then you start writing out the details of it and you're like, oh, there's so many holes in this thought process. So sometimes I don't honestly know how I feel about something until I write it down and have to like slow myself down to put it in paper uh, and put it in pen. I do this. Uh, I have a planner system that I use also will link in the notes, uh, and is on our stuff. We like page, uh, again, shout out to Michael Hyatt full free to focus, um, that, that captures this and there's a spot each week for it. And so it's really n- nice and nifty. And then I can put them on my shelf behind me if I ever want to go back and look at them. So I'm looking at them. They're on his shelf. Yeah, I think one of the other things about writing something down is that when we, when our brains, when our eyes see these things in black and white, it does a little gut check for us. Like I'll have a week where someone's been mean to me for lack of a better, for a less eloquent way of, of putting it. Maybe Casey's mean to me. He has been mean to me. I should have mentioned yep. that. Uh, uh, so nope, too, I, late. too late. I know, right? I can't, we can't it's go back. Over. <laughs> <laughs> and, but when I write it down and I see it in black and white, sometimes I'll think to myself, oh, Jacob, you're just being petty. This is just silly. And so by sometimes just externalizing the thought, it helps us check it. It's a check yeah. on it. And uh, yeah, that's what I found. Like if I write it down and it looks silly or petty or dumb or what, you know, whatever sort of adjective you want to use, uh, it, it, it helps me get past it, I guess. That's a, that's a really good tip. I, and yeah, especially if you're processing, it's processing, right? That's what you're doing um, there when you're doing it. I know the other thing I really try is when I'm writing down, I try not to just be event based, like hit this target or, you know, this happened more as like, what was I thinking and what were my thought processes or what were the drivers or assumptions I was using to make the decision? Cause that's really helpful when you go back later and you're like, it wasn't that I hit this goal that I was achieving. It was the strategy or it was the thought process or the epiphany I had, try to capture as much of that detail as you can, which seems overkill in the minute. Cause you're like, I, I'm writing to myself here, but later on you'll thank yourself. Cause you forget those, you know, just the way, uh, you know, you remember things, you'll forget the smaller details, uh, that go with it. That's right here. Okay. I have one more thought. It's not on our notes. So I'm going off of our, like, you know, stuff we talked about. What about doing this with another person? Um, because this has been really helpful to talk out with you. Like I've done an after action review each week that included stuff for the podcast, but what about doing this on a team or doing this uh, with a coach or another person? Uh, what do you think about that? Oh, I think it's great. In fact, and I think every team that I've been a part of or helped lead 
with that exception, we've done this on a somewhat regular cadence. So a couple of times, a couple of examples of when we do this would be after a big launch, like we got a big initiative done, got a product out the door, um, after a big sort of development effort. So maybe we're not ready to release the product yet, but we're, we've, we've done a big chunk of work, maybe two weeks of work. We'll do a retrospective. I, I think anytime, I, I think there's two, I, I guess two tips. One is anytime you've launched something, do a retrospective, like see how it went. If you had a good event, had a product, had a big initiative, go out the door, do a retrospective shortly after that. And then two, I have found it helpful to do retrospectives when things aren't going well. So if you've got a project that's not going real great, you're not feeling real great about it, do a retrospective because as as we've kind of mentioned, this is a great alignment tool to kind of get everybody on the same page. Oh, I love that. I'll, I'll, and you're in like a product world, like in the people world, which is where I live. I've found I have to do this on a time basis. And so everyone who works for me takes a quarterly retreat. They take at least one day where they're they're doing their own uh, after action review. Then we come together and debrief as a team. Like this is what came up in mind. This is what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. And we've done some fun exercises around it. Like one time we're like, okay, now we're going to go around and uh, everyone's going to say what they appreciate most about this person. And that like not a dry eye in the house, right? Like, um, so you can do some fun team building with it at the same time, but it really does lead itself to also team building uh, at the same time. One other point I'll mention, if you like me struggle to have a good format for one-on-ones, this is an excellent format for meeting one-on-one with a person on your team. Hey, what's going well? What's not going well? What could go better? What should we stop, start, and continue? And just having that conversation, uh, this is this is a really great format for one-on-one. So if you're struggling to think about, what should I talk about in a one-on-one? How should I structure my one-on-one? This is a really great great start, really great template. Oh, man, you're going to be a genius. Like, I have this very systematic way for us to talk to. I love it. Actually, it gets you out of the administration too, right? Because it's generally, or it's going to be that's your stop is all the administration. So. All right, let's wrap this thing up, Jacob. So like we like to do, what is the one key takeaway that you would give uh, for our listeners on this after action review process? Schedule your next after action review. (laughs) Schedule your next retrospective. Just do it. Put it on the calendar. I like to do mines on Sunday afternoon because there's no one bugging me and I'm kind of itching, getting ready for the week. And it's a great way for me anyway to kind of kickstart my week and to feel good about the week I had in the in the past or make some corrections in the weeks I'm going to have in the future. So just get it on the calendar, get the thing scheduled and use our template. Yeah, that's a great first tip. Have the tool and get it on your calendar. That's that's terrific. Well, thank you for listening to the episode today. Just a reminder that you can go to our website, leaderfables.com. On there, we have a whole section of the site, which are things we love. And these are a lot of the resources we talked about here today, books, uh, even down to my favorite pen, which may surprise you is a cheap pen because I'm not normally known for liking uh, inexpensive tools. So, but uh, anyway, there's a whole uh, set of stuff there from Jacob and from me. And in that, they're all affiliate links. So it helps uh, support the show and uh, take this labor of love and make it a little less labor, uh, so to speak. So until then, lead on. Lead on.